0: Blog Talk Radio. Anticipate the moment you choose. And we recognize Your role. I lose You. You're already here. Oh God, I lose You. You're already here. Oh
1: Father we thank you Lord God For being our God Father you are a good and gracious God We thank you Father Father we thank you for everything that we have Life and godliness We thank you Father because You have given us your only begotten son Lord. Father is our king Our Lord and our savior Father we bless your name for the things that we have And the things that we don't have Lord We thank you because through wisdom and through your, your, your Holy Spirit and the teachings that's in your word, Lord Father, we learn to grow outside the confines of our own minds. Thank you for transforming us and renewing us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Father, for the spirit of grace and mercy. Thank you for forgiving us, Father. Thank you, Father, for giving us power over the enemy, Lord, over sin and over the flesh. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, Lord God, and we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father, because we would not have opened our eyes if it had not been for you. We would have not taken our breath, Lord Father, this morning. And we thank you, Lord Father, for each and every person here and on the line, Lord God, that's listening to your word this beautiful day. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning Kingdom. Um, I was reading some scriptures and things this morning and I began to realize and see that uh some things are still and continue to be taken out of concept text, but what that does with us, it all us not understanding will uh uh limit what we can do. It'll limit our ability to understand the word and will limit our understanding of what we have power over right now. Um the topic today is reigning with Christ. Now, I've, I've read a lot and I've, I've listened to people and a lot of people say that reigning with Christ is going to come in the future and, and uh, we're, going to have, uh, uh, we're going to have territory and we're going to judge angels and we're going to do all these things um, and, and not realizing that we already are already supposed to be reigning with Christ. Reigning with Christ is um, when you look at your actions, when you, look at, uh, uh, when you look at what you're supposed to be doing unto others that you haven't done unto yourself, you're supposed to reign with Christ in your life right now. I, I often ask, if you went to a foreign country, if you went to a foreign country, would they be able to tell that you're from the United States? And most people agree and say, yes, that, that is true, um, because if you represent you, the United States, people wouldn't have to ask you where you're from. They'll be able to look at you and, and can tell by your actions that you're not from London or Paris or France or Germany or whatever, just by the way you walk, the way you talk, the things you do, um, which means that you're a represent, representative of the United States. The same is true when it comes to reigning with God, reigning with Christ. I use the scripture to start off as John chapter twelve uh, verse thirty one It says, "Now is the judgment of this world. now shall the prince of this world be cast out now it was, it was, it was Jesus did it already so so when we for some strange reason. We believe that our reign with Christ is going to be in the future when he comes back. A lot of people don't understand that we're supposed to be reigning right now. When we got attitude problems and we treat people bad and we, 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 we do it and be like, well, you know, it's okay, you know, and stuff like that, or, or when we're selfish or when we sin, and all those things does not represent the kingdom of God. It's not a representation of the life that we're supposed to live in Christ. We like to make excuses now for the things that we do, especially when we treat somebody bad. We like to to, to add something with it just so we can feel comfortable in ourselves to say that's why I treated you bad. Well, I treated you bad because you did this. Well, I said that to you because you said this to me. Well, I did this because you did this. And the whole truth is you wouldn't want to be treated that way, so why are you treating somebody else that way? See, reigning with Christ starts with a submission to Christ. And our life supposed to be transformed. As we continue to read the scriptures, we're going to read a lot of scriptures today that says that our, our, our minds have already supposed to been transformed, which means our actions are supposed to be transformed. So with that transformation, does not the Bible say that, that we were given the newness of life? And we're going to read the scriptures. But, but you have to understand, Jesus already gave us power over the enemy, am I right? Did he not give us power over sin? He did. He gave us power over the flesh, too, right? He gave us power over all the works of the enemy. One of the works of the enemy that we're going to read through Scripture was death by the first Adam. But but we look at death differently. For a loved one, we look at it as a moment of weakness. We look at it um, as it is troubling. It is a loss, but 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 it's not actually a moment of. Weakness or or, or, or uh, um, defeat or loss when we die. So we're looking at it from a natural standpoint. And I'm not only talking about the spiritual standpoint where when a believer dies, they continue to live. Just as we're supposed to live now. So So in reality, when we die, it's a moment of victory, power, and triumph. Because you have... Transformed once again And the believer Completely triumphs over sin Over death And over the enemy Just as Jesus did See when you look at What does Jesus have Power over What does he have power over Let's re- I, We're going to read that Everything Jesus has power over everything So, so In Matthew Chapter 12, verse 28, it says, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. It didn't say it's on its way. See, we like to look at this thing as a future thing. We're supposed to be reigning right now. We're supposed to be uh, reigning with Christ right this second. And Luke chapter ten, seventeen. it says, And the 70 returned again with joy. Uh, Colossians 2.15 And having spoiled the principalities And the powers He has made a show of them openly Triumphing over them Therefore Let no man judge you In meat or in drink Or in respect of a holy day Or the noonday, The new moon or the sabbath days Which are a shadow of things to come But the body of Christ Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and the worshiping of angels uh, intruding into these things which he have not seen. vanity has puffed up his, his, his fleshly mind. And not holding the head from which all the body by the joints and the bands having nourishment ministered and knit together and increase, increasing with the increase of God. These are scriptures that we we need to understand because how do you reign with Christ? Can can someone look at you and identify you as a child of God? Can someone look at the spirit that's in you and next to you and, and dwells with you, can they tell that you are of God? Can they tell that you are an ambassador of God? The same way when you go to another country, people can tell that you're an American. People are supposed to tell to be able to identify that you have a connection with Christ. Can they tell? But see, what we like to do is judge people based on the things that we don't like. Because we don't like it, we think that that person must not have Christ in them. But that's not the case. Matter of fact, me and my son was in a barbershop yesterday, and it was this little, little boy was in there. And I heard the, the, the Holy Spirit say, pay for his haircut. And I was fighting against him. You talking about these guys, $20, $25 haircuts. But I heard it again, pay for his haircut. I didn't say a word. I sat there getting my haircut. And then I said, you know what, let me just tell him I'm going to pay for his haircut." So I told the guy that was cutting my hair, hey, I'm going to pay for his haircut also. Oh, he's like, wow. He said, man, he said, you must see something about that kid. I was like, no, just, you know, just, I'll I pay to take care of his haircut. And then I, I didn't want him to tell the little boy's mother when she came to pick him up. I, I, I didn't say anything because, like, he, he had money in his hand because he had, a lot, you know, change left from the uh, the $20 bill that I gave him to get his haircut, and he had to change his hand. He came to give it to me and said, go ahead and keep go ahead and keep that. Then his mother came to the door probably about 20, 30 minutes later, you know, um, to pick him up, and she said, where'd you get that money from? And he said, uh, it's from my haircut. She said, what are you talking about? He said, that my haircut is already paid for. He said, where'd you get the money from? From the haircut. It's a change from the haircut. And she was confused, and I didn't want them to point me out and say he's the one that paid for it. I was just going to let her leave just, you know, without saying anything. But he said, oh, um, he paid for my haircut. And she was like, oh, thank you. I sure appreciate that. But I didn't want her to, I didn't want nobody to know. But actions like giving, actions like love, is kingdom uh, principle. Do you treat people bad just because you're having a bad day? Because you don't feel like being bothered? If you do that, then guess who you represent? Just like in the Bible, back it says that Cain represented his father, the devil, because of the actions of Cain when he slew Abel. Hebrews chapter 2 and 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the saying that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and delivered them through fear of death where all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus already defeated death. And He's given us, as children, power over death as well. But we don't look at it that way. We look at death in, in such a manner because it hurts, it's painful when we lose a loved one and things like that. Then we look at it as how how what's going to happen to that person. But the truth is that person defeated death way before they even died, just like us. Our earthly bodies will pass, but as a believer. We get newness of life. We get to continue to live on. Ephesians chapter 4 and 8. Wherefore he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. What is that saying? It's already done. See, we look at things as being incomplete because of our incompletion. Forgive us not our, uh, our We We look at God as if God is incomplete. We look at Jesus as something else that he needs to do when he's already did everything in us. So our actions should always reflect that of an ambassador. But because That we don't reign... Oh, this is good right here. This is good. Watch this. Because we can't even reign over our own flesh, how can we reign with Christ? How can we be subjects of his when we can't even reign over our own affairs? We're not mastering what we were given. We're not taking care of what we're supposed to take care of. Only then can we graduate to have more things because we take care of the things that we already have. But we look at this as a future endeavor. We look at this because, just like the scripture we just read, because of the lust of the flesh, what happens is we begin to start seeing seeing things and building our own little kingdoms here on earth. We begin to, to, to start to try to acquire the territory. Go back to the old testament, not really fully understanding it, saying, See, everywhere that Abraham looked was his land, and the same supposed to be for us. But the scripture just clearly said that since it's already done, the earth was already created, the territory and the heavens belong to God. The only territory that was not yet conquered was us. Because we sinned by one man's sin. So through that connection of Adam, the second Adam had to come and bring us back with God. The connection was already made. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's look at First uh, John 3 and 8. This is good. This is good. Listen to this. He that committeth look at that word, uh, territory, and, and the assumption that one day we're going to rule with Christ and one day we're going to have rule of future territory, we are already a nation of kings and priests. Did it say that we'll become kings and priests? It says that we are a nation of kings and priests. Which means that we already have the connection and we already have the royalty that Christ has given us to reign with him. Now our reign should begin when we first believed. Did some of your actions change? When you became a quote "believer? Of course it did. But now we continue what needs to continue to happen. Is that we have to understand that it is our commission to reign even now in the midst of our enemies. Christ purchased Israel not only to redeem them from sin, but to equip them to fulfill God's original mandate of dominion in His in the people. See, we look at these three things. I know we talked about this before on Thursday. Uh, prayerfully we'll have um, the rest of the elements of the kingdom of God and we'll start to discuss them because we have to understand that these elements that we're looking at and looking for, most of the time it only refers to what we can get. We don't look at what we already have. We look at what we can get. Now the elements of the kingdom, I'm going to say them again, the components are history, decree, government, laws, and citizenship. Now, the citizenship means that we're not part of the church. We're part of the ecclesia of God. That means we're our, we are representatives of the king himself. Now, here's how you reign with a king. Oh, this is good. Now, let's say you're a king. Let's say you're a king. And let's say you have a, a, a quite a big territory. Now, the people that live there won't have the same office of the kingly position that you have, but would they not be subjects of yours? And people would be able to tell that you belong to that kingdom. They would be able to tell that you're a part of this kingdom. Now, you may not have, and every piece, that's why Jesus uh, said he gave some gifts to men, and all of them fit together. But everyone wasn't the same. See, we have to understand that. Everybody's not the same. But the Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. When you start looking at the five components, we focus on power, domain, and authority, which is the decree. The power, dominion, and authority that we have is already given to us. We already have this because Jesus already told us to go Preach saying The kingdom of God is now The kingdom of God is now So when we start looking at that Second Timothy 2 and 9 Says we suffer trouble As an evildoer Even unto bonds But the word of God is not bound The word of God is not bound It says therefore I endure all things For the elect's sake That they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying. That's what he said. I like that. It It is a faithful saying. He said, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we're dead with him, we shall also live with him. And then it says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abided faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in the remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they not that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverging of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word but shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more ungodliness that scripture is second timothy second uh, timothy 2 and i started at verse 9 16 see see these scriptures are alive 2 Timothy two eleven. It is a faithful saying. It is a faithful saying. It is a faithful saying. Second Timothy two verse eleven. It is a faithful saying. See, let me show you some scriptures that said we are the territory of God, of Christ. We are the territory of Christ John 16 and 15 All things that the Father hath are mine Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and show it to you A little while you shall not see me again A little while you shall see me because I go to the Father he said, "All things that the Father has is mine." Now, does that not sound like Jesus is already ruling? See, when we look at this scripture. Let me let me go to the scripture. Check out uh, uh, check out Second Corinthians chapter four. I want y'all to see something. Second Corinthians chapter four. And it says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not. 4, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. So that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is in the image of God. See, we read that scripture to believe that Satan is ruling in the world right now. And although I used to read it the same way. Until the Holy Spirit said no. Jesus already bound him and defeated him. He's only ruling in the people that believe in him. It says the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. So therefore, can he blind the minds of the believer? No. He can't. Because you are a believer. Now watch this. if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Everlasting life, and what the scripture says, you receive everlasting life. Everlasting life, which means you have this is good, already defeated death. So don't look at death as the end. Look at death as a continuance. Don't look at it as the end. Revelations five and nine, and they sung a new song, saying, "Thou art worthy." To take the book and open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God, right there, redeemed us to God by thy blood out of thy kindred and tongue and people and nation, and he has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. See, people take that word shall reign as thinking it's something coming in the future. But when you look at it in context, it says, and has made us, and has made us now unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That's just like saying, I just bought a new car, and I shall go to the mall. You see what I'm saying? I I am a king and priest, and I shall reign. It's not a future text thing that it's talking about. It's talking about a present text. This is good. This is good. This is good. Give you some more scriptures. Wow. See, we believe... That Jesus is not reigning We're still waiting for Jesus to reign We're still waiting for him But Paul said If you're doing that Then to you Christ died in vain Even back in Daniel The Old Testament Which was speaking about the kingdom to come It said In Daniel chapter 7 and 14 And there was given Him dominion and glory, and a kingdom, that all people, nations, and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. did Jesus say the kingdom of God is at hand? That means it's already been given. We read the scripture. Jesus said, all that my father has is mine. Oh, you're not saying this. Look at this. Look at this. We're still searching for a territory for us to control. You have already been given a territory. Here we go. One more. One more. One more. Luke, no, let me get a couple more. i got to get a couple more. 22, I like this, Luke chapter 22, here, let's go, let's start at, let's start at 24, Luke 22, 24, because here I want you to see that your reign does not mean you're going to be over other people, oh, come on, here we go, Luke, what I say, we're going to start at 24, and this shall also and there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest? And they was talking they was talking back and forth, and they was asking Jesus, you know, who, which one is going to be okay? Anyway, let me keep going. It says, and he said to them, the kings of the Gentile exercise lordship over them, and that they exercise authority upon them are called, but them are called benefactors. But ye Shall not be so But he That is the greatest among you Let him be as the younger And he that is chief As he said do serve For whether is Which is whatever for whether is Greater he that sitteth at Me or he that serves Is not he that Sitteth at me but I am Among you that serves Ye were Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I will appoint unto you a kingdom, as my Father have appointed to me. And that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on the thrones, judging twelve tribes of Israel. Who is he talking about? Us? There's only twelve. See, see, this is why. you got to study to show yourself approved. Like the scripture said. Think about this. There are 12 thrones. How many apostles? 12. 12. He's talking to the apostles. He's not talking to us as reigning over these tribes of Israel. He's talking to the 12 apostles because it would be impossible for all of the believers Be gathered and piled up on this one throne You see Oh this is good This is good stuff You see how how this works But do you see how it can be easily Taken if if you cherry pick If you cherry pick scriptures It will lead you down a wrong path You have to understand things in context And unfortunately not many people See that because we still have A lustful mindset And we want to reign over something No, Jesus said, it shall not be so with you. He said, the Lord of the Gentiles do this, but it ain't going to be with you. And he's talking about the the, the, the thrones that's going to be judging over the 12 tribes of Israel. There's only 12 thrones. Give me, four, give me five more scriptures. Yeah, I got to do five. Five is a odd number. Let's look at Romans chapter 6 and 1. These, these last ones should finalize you and let you understand that you are already reigning, that you are already here, that you are already good. What did I say, Romans chapter 5? Which one? Romans chapter 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in him? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in him with the newness of life. See it? For if we had been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we shall not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now he to be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death has no more dominion over him. This is good. Good. This is good. So so here's what I want you to see. Don't look at death as the final and the end because non-believers believe that. If we are dead with Christ, doesn't the scriptures say that? Then we die with Christ. See, we got to stop looking for the the previous Gentile mind to lord and rule over people. Control your own self. Do that and start reigning with Christ. Start controlling your attitudes, your actions. Start controlling how you treat people. Start controlling how you love people. Start letting people be able to identify you as someone that died with Christ. Let that be your guide. See, but we want to be too busy. want to control everything else. We want to control everybody around us. I say this often. If you get angry when somebody doesn't do what you want them to do the way you want them to do it, then you may not have an anger problem. You've got a control issue. Control yourself. We are already a nation of kings and priests, and we already currently have rule. While, of course, the king must rule over something, and Jesus being our king, start asking yourself, what does he have rule over? We just read scriptures that Jesus said, everything that my father has is mine. So that means Jesus has rule over everything, the earth, heaven, and us. And what do we have rule over? Huh? Death, sin, lust of the flesh, the world, we just don't exercise it. See, yet we don't share in the Christ's kingly office only in the sense that we still fight against the devil and his minions, and we also reign over Jesus' creation, over God's creation. We reign over these things. That means, let see, here's what rain that means. Rain is what a king does. He has control over his kingdom. That means anything in his kingdom, he is loving it. He's loving it. He's taking care of it, just like he does with us, just like you do with your garden, just like you do with your car, just like you do with your house, just like you do with your money. You don't love the money, I'm saying, but you you have control over them. You have control over them. That's the question that we answer today. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me which is the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. See, we just limited that scripture to the law and grace, the great debate over law and grace. But he's saying that I'm crucified with Christ. This is good. Good. Wow. Let's do let's do Romans chapter five and seventeen. Matter of fact, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's go to Romans five and fourteen. Nevertheless, death reigned. Listen to that word. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned in the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is in the figure of him that was to come. But not as an offense, so also is the free gift, for that the offense of one might be dead much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ has abounded to many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift of many offenses unto justification. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to take y'all last scripture, I'm going to take you to heaven. I'm taking you right now. You ready? You ready to go? Ephesians chapter 2 and 4. Ephesians 2 and 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, Manage your finances. Love people. Give to people. Start raining on earth right now. Because your rain first started with your submission to Christ. Amen. Amen. Father, bless you, Lord. Thank you, God. Bless you, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, Father, for everything that you have given, everything that you have said, and everything that you have shown us today. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I thank you for my family, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and we ask that you continue to give us wisdom. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Father, bless all of our family members we ask that you touch those that need to be touched. And, Lord, use our life as a light shining on the hill that other men may see, that we reign with Christ. Amen. I bless you all and have a wonderful day. The Oscar race begins with the year's most inspiring...